Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Monday the 13th of November and as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off. As always, good night in the US. Bouncing back from that uh, Powell-inspired fall on Thursday, we had the Dow Jones up 391 points, or 1.15%, 34,283. The high was up 418. It was never in negative territory. Up 14 was the lowest we saw it. NASDAQ up 2.05%, 277 points, closing once again back in on that 14 thousand level 13,798 the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle up 1.56% 68 points 44.15 the Russell 2000 up 1.1% and as you would expect with this outbreak of optimism once again in the US the VIX volatility index down 7.6% 14.23 usually uh, it does sell off a little bit before the weekend. No one wants to hold option premium over two days of nothingness. European markets easier though. Stock 600 down 1%, FTSE down 1.3, Germany down 0.8, and France down around 1%. US Treasury yields, a pretty quiet day really for US Treasuries, all things considered. We had 10 years down two basis points, 4.61, and two years up one and a half basis points, 5.05. Aussie 10s, 4.63. Some big moves once again in US tech stocks. We had NVIDIA up 2.9%. AMD up 4.5%. Netflix up 2.8%. Meta up 2.6%. Tesla 2.2% higher. Amazon up 2.1%. Alphabetti Spaghetti up 1.8%. Microsoft up 2.5%. Apple up 2.3%. US banks also doing well which bodes well for our banking sector. We had Bank of America up half a percent, Wells Fargo up 1.2, Goldman's and Morgan Stanley up 1.5, City pretty much the same as well. Over in Europe, though, not such a happy place. UBS down 1.2, Barclays down 1%, and Deutsche down half a percent, and CBA in overseas trade down 0.3 of a percent. We did see that steadier US Treasury market really helping uh, the US so that is uh, the reason, partly the reason why the US market rallied. Also, of course, coming into the end of the week, and it was a pretty good week for the US markets. As far as commodities go, though, not such a happy place for commodities, although the oil price was up 2.1%. For Brent crude, $1.68, $81.54. WTI up 2.3%, $1.77. And uh, that's a 78 on the knocker, pretty much. Gold falling 22 bucks, 1.1%, 19.36. Platinum having a bit of a miserable time, down 2.1. As was copper, down 1.2%. Nickel down 3.3%. Aluminium down 1.2%. Zinc down 1.7%. Lead down 0.3%. And ton down 0.7% of a percent. Iron ore continues to hold up, up half a percent in trade on Friday. Lithium continues to slip slide away, down 1.3%. So no good news there. In resource stocks overseas, we have BHP up 1.3%, Rio up 1.6%, Gold 
Glencore down 0.3, Freeport McMoran up 1.3, Vale up 1.5, Albemarle up 2.1, and Sigma Lithium down 2%. Uh, oil and gas stocks slightly higher between 0.6 and 0.8% for Shell, Chevron, and Mobil. All right, well, it is going to be a big week this week. We do have uh, October jobs number for the local market. That comes out on Thursday. Uh, the market consensus looks to be around 3.7% for that headline number. We've also got Marion Kohler, who is the RBS Acting Assistant Governor, speaking at the UBS Australasian Conference today at 10.30 in Sydney. So keep an eye on that one. And we've also got um, US uh, CPI as well on late Tuesday and UK CPI as well. So plenty happening on the economic front this week and plenty happening in the market. Uh, in our market this morning, we have a couple of bits of pretty relatively big news. Uh, we've got ANZ numbers out this morning. Final dividend worth 94 cents. That's only partially franked. It's a combo of 81 cents and 13 cents, different franking levels there. But they did make a cash profit of 7.4 billion, which was up 14%. That may be a smidge on the light side compared to what analysts were going for, but nothing really to worry about. I had a look at the numbers this morning, and there are lots of numbers. Death by Canva, it seems, at the moment for a lot of these companies, especially uh, the banks, where a lot of information is posted. But I have done my best to sort through a few of the relevant slides this morning, and that's up in the newsletter with a bit of an early take. But once again, it is the banking sector's job not to spook the horses. It is the banking sector's job not to uh, crow too much about the $7.4 billion uh, that they have made in profits or the dividend. Uh, so that is uh, something that Shane Elliott is doing, but also to be a little cautious on the outlook. But it certainly doesn't look as if the problems uh, that we are being told are going to occur for the banks are occurring at the moment. They did put aside uh, $245 million more uh, for um, provisions, but uh, not a huge uh, issue, it appears, at least from ANZ's perspective, and that's certainly something we've seen from others in the sector as well. So that is good news for ANZ. Shane Elliott said, the first half was stronger, the second half delivered an outstanding revenue and profit result. Uh, demonstrating the benefits of our diversified franchise. That net interest margin declined over six months to September 30th by 10 basis points to 1.65% uh, due to pressures, seven basis points of that decline due to pressures in the Australia and New Zealand housing markets. ANZ has been one of the most aggressive in terms of uh, their push into mortgages. SETI ratio, the common equity tier one ratio, 13.3% was up 16 basis points and they are still pursuing the Suncorp deal. So uh, that is something else to bear in mind, but certainly nothing really there to upset the market too much. Although, as always, the devil can be in the detail. In terms of other uh, companies and thoughts out this morning. TPG Telecom has ceased discussions with Vocus. Uh, TPG has ceased discussions with regard to Vocus's non-binding offer to acquire certain of TPG's enterprise government and wholesale assets. Uh, so that is not a good outcome for TBG. Uh, they remain committed to exploring options to deliver value for shareholders. NIB Holdings, NHF, the code there downgraded to sell from neutral at City. 
Uh, Champion Iron has published a presentation. They're having a capital markets day today, so keep an eye on that one. Iron ore has been strong. Uh, Metcash has increased the ownership in total tools to 100% from 85%. Uh, A1N, uh, we've got, sorry, uh, Seven West Media requires a 14.9% shareholding in AR Media at $1.10 a share. So they've entered into a cash settled equity swap with Baron Jones Markets uh, relating to a further 5% there. Uh, and Seven has no intention of launching a takeover uh, for A1N or Southern Cross Media. Telex Pharmaceutical has dosed its first patient in Phase 3 Prost Act Global Study of TLX591. And we've had Red 5 reporting drilling results from the Dalek Gold Mine, including 1.8 metres at 15 grams a tonne from 128.6 metres. We've got MA Financial providing a trading update. Uh, assets under management up 21% year-on-year, $9.2 billion. Uh, so uh, not too bad. H2 revenue to be marginally higher half-on-half. Half. Uh, IVZ is preparing to commence running in whole to continue sampling operations following completion of the tool checks. Fleet Partners has reported first half NPACTA of 88 million. A year ago it was 110.8. Cash earnings per share 33.3. Outlook to continue its focus on EPS growth, uh, including on-market share buybacks and investment in strategic opportunities. Uh, we've got uh, Neo Metals has discovered visible spodumene at Spargos as well today. New Hope has advised New Ackland Coal served complaint uh, complaint alleging unlawful conduct in relation to historic mining of Westpit. Borrell out this morning, big one guiding to FY EBIT 300 to 330, prior guidance 270 to 300. So that's a good one. Incorporates a better financial result for July, October. I guess that's really what we saw with James Hardy to some extent. Uh, but Borrell look as if they're doing pretty well. And Ramsey Healthcare has confirmed the sale of Ramsey Sim Derby JV. Uh, they will share uh, their revenue, or the, sorry, their uh, prop, net profit after tax on the sale of its share will be approximately $630 million and will, will be reflected in the FY24 full year results through the discontinued operations line. Uh, but it will probably all be about uh, ANZ this morning. Uh, maybe a little bit about um, TPG as well. Spy Futures. Sorry, I forgot all about Spy Futures, but they had a good night, up 24 points. We had a bit of a disappointing day on Friday, down 38 points. We are still sort of knocking around the 7,000 level, but um, resources probably will struggle a smidge. Uh, banks may be a little bit um, ho-hum on the ANZ result. As I say, it did miss slightly, but there are an awful lot of numbers to go through. So that's early days in terms of analysis there. But certainly if you're an ANZ shareholder, nothing really significant to worry about. And certainly from an economic point of view, uh, it doesn't seem as if there's any massive problems uh, in terms of provisioning, in terms of bad debts, in terms of loan impairments. And there's a couple of charts in the newsletter today in the strategy piece, uh, just showing how many people are actually ahead of their mortgage repayments, which is quite an awful lot, to be honest. So that is some good news there. Nothing significant really over the weekend. The only thing that potentially of interest 
sneaking around in the background is the uh, the hack of DP World and the closing of uh, some of the port activities, stranding those, uh, according to the newspaper, 30,000 shipping containers. Of course, that could be uh, a little bit disruptive to uh, the Christmas and the November, I guess, Black Friday selling period. So just something to bear in mind if that does escalate. But apart from that, SPY up 24, market looking okay, and we should just continue Slightly higher, although I'm not sure we're going to blast away, uh, but um, certainly slightly higher. We do need resources to continue to hang in, and uh, at the moment those metal prices are under pressure, although we have seen better iron ore and oil, so that will help them. The Aussie dollar, 63.64, and uh, we'll see how today unravels. Well, thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and as always, may the trading gods be with you.